Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Great Exchange Covenant Church. We're just so glad that you can join us for this time of service. Uh, if I can invite those who might be outside to come on in, and we'll get started in just one moment. Can we all rise? And can we get a clap going?
All right, we're going to teach you a new one today. It's called I Believe, and it goes like this. I believe there is one salvation, one doorway that leads to life, one redemption, one confession. I believe in the name of Jesus Christ. And the chorus goes like this. All praise to God the Father. All praise to Christ the Son. All praise to the Holy Spirit. Our God has overcome the King who was and is forevermore will be. In Jesus' mighty name, I believe. All right, not too bad, right? Are you guys ready? New for us, too. Let's get that clap going one more time.
never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How could I ever walk away from the one who saved my life? No, I'll never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How could I ever walk away from the one who saved my life? No, I'll never be. No, I'll never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How could I ever walk away from the one who saved my life? Oh, pray. All praise to God the Father. All praise to Christ the Son. All praise to the Holy Spirit. Our God has overcome. Look at who was and is and evermore will be. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's pray. Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants, and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. God, we um, come and pray to you for things that are going on in the world, and we lift up prayers to you, God of the universe, who knows what is happening in Israel and in Afghanistan. We pray, Lord, um, for the war in Israel. We pray that you would comfort those um, who are grieving and searching. We pray that you would help the lost to be found. Uh, We pray that you would protect people who have been taken prisoner. God, and we pray that you would bring a, a ceasefire and end to the turmoil that is happening there. God, we pray for the earthquake in Af- Afghanistan, and we pray, Lord, that you would help people to um, find survivors and that you would bring relief, Lord, to that area. Lord, we know even in the midst of trial and suffering that you are God and that this life is not all that there is. And so we pray that as your people, we would be able to have our eyes and our hearts set on what is before us and on things that are unseen and not things that are seen. We pray for our reset youth that are traveling back from Southern California, and we pray, Lord, that you would keep them safe, that you would uh, enable the drivers to just be alert and... um, drive safely, and Lord, that you would protect them from all harm. 
We thank you, our God, that you hear us, and we just lift up the prayers of our heart. I just want to give people a moment to pray for the things that's on their heart right now. Lord, we thank you that you're a God who does immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That you heal the sick, that you reconcile relationships and marriages, that you um, bring purpose into our lives and calling, and that you enable us to be part of an amazing, everlasting work that you are doing in this world. We pray that as a people, we might experience this. Lord, we pray that the favor of the Lord our God would be upon us, Great Exchange Covenant Church, and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Jerex family. We welcome you here. Good morning. Thank you for calling back out. That was great. <laughs> Um, we want to welcome um, all those who are new to um, our church. We welcome you here. Um, if you are curious more about who we are as a church, there is more information in the back, um, right by the doorway. Um, but before I get to the announcements, I just wanted to um, just say that, like, I had this realization, you know, that sometimes the most beautiful things in life, the most best things in life, they are fleeting. They don't last forever. And so we have to capture them. We need to try to, um, you know, try to do those things before they are gone. So one of those things, actually, I was just mentioned, was just mentioned to me today by Marcus, is that there is going to be a solar eclipse next weekend. <laughs> yes, next weekend, Saturday. Thank you. Yeah, um... And, you know, the last one that happened apparently was around, what, 11 years ago? 11 years ago, okay? So if you guys are interested in that, you should go see it. I hear it's really beautiful. Okay. Don't look at it, obviously. Do not look at the sun. Otherwise, you'll, you will need more than just glasses. <laughs> Anyways, um, but you, uh, you can get, you make a homemade ca uh, camera obscura, or you can go to Amazon and buy some sort of thing that helps you to look at the solar eclipse indirectly. Anyways, with that in mind, <laughs> just to let you guys know um, on our list of things that um, we have a part two of our Philippine missions trip, or for Philippines missions that are planning, that's planning, and so if you have any questions um, or if you guys want to go be part of this panel or want to go check out the panel, uh, please, on um, October 15th, and it will be in room A12. Please come and visit. And if you have any questions, please uh, contact Jessica. All right. So secondly, you know, it's October. It's that time of month where we get to, you know, dress up and gorge out on candy, you know, especially like me. I like... I like Twix a lot, but uh, <laughs> um, so, th yeah, so this year, uh, we are still continuing our trunk or treat. It was really great last year. Um, thank you for those who participated. 
And so if you want to participate again, you can contact Tina or Molly. Um, yeah, so for the kids, there will be a costume parade. And for the adults, you guys can dress up a, in a non-scary costume, or you can also help participate in the trunk or treat. Um, there, are, there, are, there is information in the back, so please check that out. And lastly, uh, we have Operation Christmas Child again this year. Um, you know, it's that season where we get to give and to just really give to people who, uh, give to kids who haven't got to experience some of the things that we get to experience in America. So if you want to be a part of that, please, um, and you want to like donate things, you want to um, be, uh, you want to buy things for us uh, for the Operation Christmas Child, um, you, you need to sign up by the end of today. So that's after service. Yeah, please sign up. Um, and then on, and, and then we'll be collecting goods on the 15th and, 20, and the 22nd. But on November 15th, we'll come together as a church to pack these things, and then um, we'll, get the, we'll get that done and send it out for the kids. Um, so if you have any questions, um, you can contact Julia, and she is right over there. Is that you, Julia? Okay, that is you. Okay, sorry, I can't see. <laughs> so if you have any questions, please contact Julia. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and now dismiss the kids. So if you're part of Kid Zone, please go through the back doors. All right, back to you, Ray. Show me 
there is none beside you open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me our gracious heavenly father lord god we thank you for this beautiful morning god that we can come humbly before you and acknowledge that you are our almighty god god i pray lord that as a church we would find ways through your word through fellowship through other stories and testimonies that we would be able to build our faith and increase it god that our relationship with you would be one that is dynamic that is one that is real and authentic and god i just thank you for this time here in this place that we can come as a church as one body just to glorify who you are and to enjoy each other's presence god we thank you for this time and it is in your son's most precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Harvey. Good morning, GRX. It is it's particularly bright up here this morning. Okay. Okay. My name is Kathy O, oh, and I am a pastoral intern here at GRX, and I want to welcome all of you here today, whether this is your first time here with us or uh, your thousandth time with us. Uh, we are thankful that you are here, and we're grateful that you are with us today. So Pastor Scott is out of town this weekend, but he will be back next weekend. And we're, our current series is in Identity, Belonging, and Purpose. We're studying the book of Ephesians through that lens. Um, our title for today is One in Christ, One in Christ. So that's, that's also what we're going to be looking, up, looking at today. So um, there is a, a movie that's fairly new. Raise your hand if you have seen Elementals. Elementals? I see about 25% of you. Okay, so we're going to play a clip of it this morning, and it's, it's just one minute. Um, and um, in this clip, you're going to see two characters. Uh, Ember is all fire, and Wade is all water. Okay, um, and what do we know about water and fire? two very separate elements, right? Water puts out fire, or fire can consume water, depending on how much there is, right? So they're, they're two very different things, two very different elements, and in a, in a, in a sense, you could say they, they don't work together, right? Okay, so let's go ahead and play that clip now. Thank you. 
great. Thank you, George. So um, don't want to give away too much of the movie, but in, in the movie, all of the fire people um, stay in one side and all of the water people stay on another side of this universe and they actually keep away from each other and that's how they see each other. And they don't believe that there's any way that they can interact, they can relate, they can communicate, um, and they stay away from each other. But Ember and Wade, in the scene that we just saw, um, they were able to actually touch and join together. And of course, it's all animation, so there's artistic license, right? So, uh, but in today's scripture, in today's passage, we find that um, through Christ, through Christ, we are actually able to build bridges and we are actually able to um, connect with those that whom we thought might be very different from us or um, uh, that there is any division or distance between us. So we're going we're gonna to talk all about that this morning. And let's go ahead and jump into the scripture reading. So we're in Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 11. And it says, therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Okay, so Paul is addressing the Gentiles here. When he wrote to the Ephesians, it's a mixed audience, right? There are Jews there and there are Gentiles there. But in this part of his letter, he's saying, you Gentiles, okay? And he's saying that um, you guys were far away from God. You guys were not part of the, quote, circumcision, so, I'm wondering if there are youth here, um, 
because who, who don't know the word circumcision, what that means, okay? Um, if, if you don't know what that word means, feel free to ask your parents. But uh, it basically means a cutting away of the flesh, okay? So this goes back to God calling Abraham and establishing a new people group through him, right? God calling Abraham and setting him aside and saying that I choose you and out of you will be a holy nation and a people unto me. And in that call was the covenant and the sign of the covenant was this thing called circumcision. Okay, so, um, so to preserve, so in obedience to God and to preserve their uh, identity before God as separate from the rest of the world, um, Abraham and all of his descendants, boys, were all circumcised, okay? So in this first verse, um, Paul is saying that you Gentiles were, were, um, were on the outside and you Gentiles were, were called the uncircumcised, okay? Um, And he says you were separate from Christ, you were excluded from citizenship, you were foreigners to the covenant, you were without hope, and you were without God. Pretty, pretty strong language, right? Um, that, was the, that was the situation that Paul was saying was going on, okay? But what, what was really even more behind that is that the Israelites were called by God to be a light to the Gentile world. But the Israelites failed. They failed miserably. God did care about the Gentiles too. And there are laws in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, in Leviticus, in Numbers, where God shows his love for migrant workers, for foreigners, include them in, in the fields when they're picking their, um, your harvests, include them in your festivals, include them in the temple at worship, right? So we're going to bring up our next slide. King Solomon in um, 2 Chronicles verse, chapter 6, if we can have our next slide on 2 Chronicles 6. Okay. I think, yes. This is King Solomon, okay? This is the era where Israel um, has kings, okay? So he is the son of David, right? And he's dedicating the temple to God at this point. And he, one of the many things he prays is, as for the foreigner who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Okay, so Solomon had God's heart right, all right? He welcomed Gentiles into the temple to pray. Of course, in the innermost court of the um, the uh, temple that was only reserved for the priests and only once a year in in the most innermost court okay um but there was no separation between jew and gentile okay in isaiah 56 god talks about how he won't turn away the foreigner and accepts them by their faith and gives them joy okay another example god sent jonah 
to Nineveh to warn them to repent. Okay, so throughout the Old Testament, God makes it clear that he loves and he cares for Gentiles and he wants to be in relationship with them. The Israelite, um, the Israelite people were supposed to be a light and supposed to be a kingdom of priests to draw people in, um, but they did not, they failed, they failed in that. So let's talk about this dividing wall of hostility, okay? In Ephesians 2.14, it talks about a dividing wall of hostility. So things start to change, okay? So by the, over time, the Israelites more and more close themselves off and look down upon the Gentiles more and more. By the third century BC, the Jews begin to exclude the Gentiles from the temple enclosure, which is one of the further outside courts, which they also, the regular people, um, also could go to, um, to worship God, okay? And then come the Romans, all right? The Romans conquer. You've got King Herod the Great, and this is before Jesus, okay? King Herod builds a new temple, and he adds an extra outer courtyard for these Gentiles, which he calls the, um, the court of Gentiles, basically. But basically, it's an extra outer uh, um, uh, area that is to separate Gentiles from Jews, so no longer are Gentiles and Jews able to worship and come before God in the same space. The Gentiles have to be pushed outside. And there's actually a photo. Um, if we could bring that up. Yeah, so this is a piece from a museum in either Jerusalem or Istanbul. And the inscription here says, no foreigner may enter the sanctuary and the enclosure. Whoever is caught... On himself shall he put blame for the death which will ensue. So basically, it says, do not enter. It says, keep out Gentiles. Okay? Now, Jesus, Jesus wasn't happy with this, right? When he came on the scene, this is that scene where he got angry and he showed his righteous anger. This is the scene where he says, next slide, please. Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? For all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. Okay, this is the outer area that Jesus was talking about. This was where the Gentiles were relegated, and there were animals there, and it was stinky, and it was loud, and this is where they were selling animals for sacrifice, right? Um, there were foreign ex uh, currency exchangers there, right, to, to exchange from foreign currency to the Hebrew coin to buy the animals for sacrifice at likely very inflated rates. So Jesus was angry at this exclusion and treatment of Gentiles from being able to approach him and pray to God and to um, sacrifice, okay? So let's go to Ephesians 2.14. It says... For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. All right? So this wall of hostility that Paul's referring to here, there's, there's multiple hostilities going on. 
okay? There's the hostility between God and man, right? Uh, Because of our sin, we're separate from God, right? When Jesus died, the curtain um, tore in two, right? The other hostility is an allusion to this physical wall that the Gentiles couldn't pass through to get to God, right? And then there's also an invisible hostility between Jews and Gentiles because the Jews are trying to maintain the boundaries of their culture while they're being occupied by the Roman Empire, who are Gentiles, right? They were trying to maintain their identity as God's people, but the Roman Empire wanted them to be Rome's people. So ultimately, the Jews were supposed to be a blessing and a light to all the nations throughout the Old Testament, throughout history, when God chose Abraham and created a nation out of him. The, the Israel was supposed to be they were supposed to serve as a kingdom of priests to the world. And they were supposed to demonstrate to the world God's goodness and character by keeping God's law. And other nations would be drawn to Israel because Israel's character would exemplify God's love and grace. But Israel wasn't able to fulfill their mission, right? Israel followed the um, other groups around them and started worshiping idols and started um, practicing injustice and practicing sin and they just never lived up to God's call for them. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to complete and fulfill the mission of Israel through his life, his death, and his resurrection. George, can we bring up um, Ephesians 2, 15? Are we able to go back there? Okay, great. So Jesus set aside in his flesh, meaning he, he fulfilled it, and he rendered, he set aside in his flesh the law, meaning he fulfilled it and he rendered the law powerless, right? Um, with its commands and regulations. Jesus' purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Okay, And um, in verse 21, it says that the Jew and the Gentile are being built together to be a holy temple. So Jesus came, the curtain was torn in the innermost um, area of the temple where God dwelt, right, so that we could approach him. And there's no more need for a physical temple to come before God because you Jews and Gentiles together come together and are the temple of God. That is what Paul is saying there, okay? So, Paul is reminding the Ephesians that you are one in Christ. And that was their mindset in Ephesus back then. All right? Um, What is our mindset now? What's our mindset now in America and in Silicon Valley in modern day? All right. Good. Give you guys all a little exercise. Time for a little partnering up and some sharing. Um, Can we bring up the next slide? I'd like for us to talk, 
Okay, find a friend, maybe two is fine, um, and, and talk about what things cause division in our country and what things cause division or distance between you and others, and I'm going to qualify this others, okay? Uh, I'm not talking about your spouse <laughs> or, um, I don't know, somebody that you're like in disagreement with, okay? Like, like the others here is like, say, um, people you don't know well or acquaintances or coworkers that you, that's new or um, new people here at GRX. Whatever, whatever it is, someone you don't know well, but you, you, you do interact with somewhat, okay? Um, can you all find a neighbor? I'm gonna give you all like one to two minutes to discuss these things. And then we'll come back. All right, let's, uh, let's close out our discussion. All right, thank you guys for doing that. Now, I am sure, okay, raise your hand if in the first question, can we look at the, can we get the questions again? Thanks, George. Um, divisions in our country, raise your hand if you guys discuss race. Okay. Raise your hand if there was discussion on politics. Yeah, okay. How about culture wars? Culture wars. A few hands, okay. All right, let's get a little bit more personal here, all right? What are things that cause division between, or distance between us and those around us that, that we may not be in really close relationship with? Raise your hand if you guys, actually I heard, I heard Marcus behind me. You guys said assumptions, right? Assumptions, yep. Um, that might probably fall in the category of like perhaps 
judgments or ranking or bias or categorizing? Like raise your hand if any of those words came up. Yes, I see some hands. Thank you. How about, um, how about feelings of um, intimidation or being intimidated or insecurity in yourself? Raise your hand if any of that was discussed. A few hands. Okay. Um, how about just feeling different, too different from others? Any hands? Okay. What do you guys talk about? Because I'm not seeing a lot of hands. <laughs> you want to throw? You want to throw all your answers? Yes, Jason. Your our pride and ego. Great, that's a good one. How about someone else? Yes, Brian. Job or economic status, and what else? Yes, yes. Like socioeconomic, socioeconomics, great. Those are great. How about one more person over here, this side? Yes? Uh, we talked about the parenting style. What style? Parenting style. Parenting, okay, I was thinking keratin. Okay, sorry. <laughs> keratin is a, hair, is a hair ingredient. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is true. I never thought of that. Different parenting styles does separate us and cause distance. Yeah, that's great. Um, we're going to have some sharing later about how, how I'm, I'm just really impressed with how one of you is approaching these differences, okay? But let's go ahead and wrap this up so that we can have some time for a roundtable. So um, in, in the passage, God is reminding us of who we are in Christ, okay? There's an invitation to embrace our identity and our oneness in Christ, right? Um, God says that we are together his holy temple, that we are together um, a body of uh, where the Holy Spirit dwells. Okay, and we are wholly loved when we embrace that we're wholly loved by God and others are also wholly loved by God and we are equal and we are one in Christ. When we embrace that mindset, right, we are able to um, walk out that identity. But we're going to talk a little bit more um, in a minute about how that's looking like as we grow in Christ and as we journey in our faith, all right? Um, and lastly, the last point here is because Jesus has broken down the wall of hostility between all people, God invites us to build relationship and to extend reconciliation. Um, I, I think another part of a part of this is openness and curiosity and proximity, right? Um, and God helps us. God helps us um, as we um, are in proximity with others. I think that's why we have um, parallel parking. It's an opportunity to interact 
with people from a different socioeconomic level, perhaps, the vendors, um, different race, racial, ethnic makeup from us, um, and maybe even people very similar to us at the playground that are parents with children, right? So it's an opportunity for proximity. Uh, that's, why, that's why we've also got mission trips, is to get out of our Silicon Valley bubble and to, um, to, to be in other places and in other cultures. But right now, um, I'm going to invite our friend Edie up here. And if we could turn the lights on. So I wanted um, Edie to have a chance to share. I've been really... Um, touched and moved by how Edie has been, um, has been bridging uh, people who are very different from her and how she's been showing God's love. So, Edie, go ahead. Great. Thank you for being up here with us. So um, Edie was sharing with me about, oh, actually, do we have permission to record you? Yes. OK, great. And thank you for having me, Kathy. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for being up here. Um, do you want to talk about, so there was a guy in Hawaii that was really different from you. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, thanks, guys, for being with us this morning. And uh, I wanted to share a story about how it was my first time ziplining. And before, I would have been much more focused on myself and how scared I was and more focused on my boys. But instead, we chatted with our Uber driver, um, whose English wasn't strong. But we understood that he was a pastor who had recently rededicated his life to Jesus. And he shared how he had been rescued from a uh, refugee camp in Vietnam and the miraculous story about how he um, came to move to Oahu. And then on the zip lines, we really got to know our guides. And before I would have thought they were too different than me, because one was blasting Christian music and the other was blasting rap music and it was like they were having a competition. Anyway, the one who was blasting rap music was really, really kind to Nathan and Gabriel. And it uh, turns out that he had a special needs brother, a little brother whom he totally loved and adored. And he told us all about him. And we were laughing and joking with him that he was like Tigger with his rap music and so full of energy and fun. And then um, he later shared that he and his boyfriend were really worried about his boyfriend's family who had missing members, members in the Maui um, wildfires. And I just asked if he would like for us to pray with him. And he said yes, and that he had prayed that morning too. And after we all prayed, it seemed like the guides were kinder to each other, and they both lowered their music. And we all felt closer <laughs> to each other, actually. And it turned out that we weren't that different after all. Thanks. Thanks, Edie. That's awesome. I love how you <laughs> applaud Jesus' love. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then there, you were also talking with me about a coworker that you felt did you feel that she, um, that in some ways she was better than you and you felt intimidated mm -hmm. by her in some mm -hmm. ways? Can you talk with us about that? Yeah, it was a really special day um, because Nathan and Gabriel came to work to meet my students at the elementary school that I teach at. And um, 
Only one student said that having special needs means being a loser. And uh, before, I would have been so upset and pulled the student aside. Um, but I actually asked Jesus um, what to do, and I waited, which is, for me, a really big deal because, yeah, I'm a little impulsive. Um, and so anyway, after my boys left, I felt a prompting to share what happened with a super highly respected staff member who's won awards. And before, I would have been intimidated by that, but I, yeah, I, um, and I, and I would have texted like a best friend or something. But I went and tell, told her what happened, and we both teared up. And then she told me about her teenage son that out of the blue, he had um, asked her to buy him a Bible and a nice one. And uh, that he had wanted her to take him to church to drop him off with a friend. And, she asked, and I asked her, oh, do you want help understanding the Bible for your son? Because I'm almost 50 and I'm just now understanding the Bible. And she said yes. And uh, I explained how it's really a book about God's very deep love for us. And um, she decided after we talked that she wanted to give her heart and her life to Jesus. And um, she remembered right after that moment that she had gone to church in another country and she had teared up. And I was like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit telling you that God's always loved you. And she's like, what's the Holy Spirit? And she looked kind of nervous, you know. But then I explained it to her and she's like, oh. And then she looked at me and it was this crazy love in her eyes. And she said, tell Nathan and Gabriel that I love them. And um, later I talked with my boys um, about this student and his struggles with deep poverty and um, how he gets in trouble a lot at school. In my mind, I was thinking, he feels like a loser. But out loud, at that moment, Gabriel said, oh, your student feels like a loser, mom. And, um, and uh, Jesus was like a shield over us. And um, we forgave that student together. And later on, I did ask the student to write an apology letter, but it wasn't in anger, it was in love. And um, anyway, uh, later to, a few days later, we gave this book, Jesus Calling, to my coworker. And she said she read a date from each of her boys' birthdays, and it was a beautiful night of faith. So that's the second story. That's awesome. Thank you. Edie, I've been super impressed with um, how you've just been overflowing with love for people. Even, um, even last week, we were having brunch with some other women, and you just offered, this waiter came by, and this, and um, he was, yeah, you just offered to pray for him, like, out of the blue, and he accepted, and it was a super short prayer, um, but he was so touched, and I, and you've just shared with me many stories of how people are saying, people are so hungry for Jesus, right, and people are saying, no one's ever prayed for me before, or I've never been to church before, right? Or who's the Holy Spirit? Like, like I feel like um, oftentimes we let these assumptions or these, the way we feel that we're different from others or, you know, where the parenting is different or socioeconomically we're different to, to come in the way and, and keep us from actually just seeing that we're all the same and we're all needing God, and we all have our problems and issues, right? And, um, and just, just showing love. 
Um, Edie's got lots of these stories, and because of time, we're not able to get into all of them today, but I'm sure that you're open right, um, for, to conversation. But Edie, I want to ask you, though, um, we're going to end with this question, and that is that how, how, how did this happen? Like, this new perspective towards people, um, how did you get this new set of eyes, or um, how, how are you able to bridge these differences? Like, what, what has God done? Um, the bridge is really um, Jesus, because um, what I did is so small compared to what he did. And before, I was pretty focused on my family, my boys, a um, couple of friends, and, and what to have for dinner, you know, and work. <laughs> and, uh, but unexpectedly, I saw my father and stepmother, whom I haven't seen in decades, and I saw my stepmother throw alcohol in my aunt's face, and I felt these old feelings again because of the abuse they did to me when I was a child. And I cried out to Jesus, and during several healing prayer sessions, I, I felt like he was crying with me and weeping over what had been done. And the love that I felt was this incredibly tender love. And I, 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 saw, I saw that he took the sin of the abuse and the sin of the lies that I believed about myself, and that he is the scapegoat, not me. And um, in the middle of all, and he's, he was in the middle of all this mess. And um, for, for me, um, the fact that he had tears for me and tears for the world and bearing all the evil in this entire world on himself makes him my savior. And before, I, I wasn't always sure he was listening to me, but now I know He's with me, and he's listening to me, and us. I mean, I'm just saying me because I'm supposed to share, but us, you know. And, 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 and I'm listening to him, too. And sometimes he tells me he loves me, and sometimes he helps me to do something kind I normally wouldn't do, like sending my father and stepmother um, a gift and um, a letter. And this is Jesus' way, which is loving enemies and forgiveness. And he took off shackles that I didn't know I had. And I, I love him with all of my heart because he loves me with all of his and his whole life. So um, nowadays I do hold on to my plans loosely and I say, good morning, Jesus, what's the plan? And uh, the funny thing is I now feel closer than ever to my family and my beautiful mother who's in the back and my incredible husband and my incredible boys. And they're stronger than ever, too. So that's my story. Yeah. Great. Let's give Edie a hand. Thank you so much, Edie. Thank you for your sharing. Um, I, I just loved how God's been working in Edie's life and her, in her heart. And, and that's our prayer, that we grow to feel and experience his love and his freedom and his forgiveness more and more every day. Um, God is always pursuing us and that we grow in that so that it, it can bleed out when we interact with, with others and when things are hard with others. So let's pray for Edie, and let's pray to, to end this uh, portion of our service. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, um, we thank you, God, for the ways that you are at work in Edie's life and in our lives. Lord, whether or not we see your hand hour by hour or day by day, we just know that you are constantly, constantly pursuing us and constantly working in our lives and constantly calling us to love you more and love others more and be a light for you. 
Jesus, thank you so much for the ways that you have done it all for us. You've lived this life for us. You've died on the cross for us. And you continue to intercede for us um, in heaven. And you continue to live in our hearts and in our midst. Lord, we just give all praise and glory to you. And we um, just want to bless Edie and all, all that she is doing every day all the folks in her life, and also bless each one of you, GRX, as God um, calls you out to all the places where you do school and work and, and the, the world and the people in your world. Um, I just bless you all in, in the name of Jesus. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Possible. 
I'm calling on the God of David Who made a shepherd boy courageous I may not face Goliath But I've got my own giants Oh God, my God, I need you Oh God, my God, I need you now Yes, how I need you now Oh, rock, oh, rock of ages I'm standing on your faithfulness On your faithfulness Oh God, my God
apologize for one more stuff.
was great. <laughs> Thank you, worship team. Um, just one quick announcement. There is no mmm today. No middle school message munchies because most everyone's in Disneyland. So, but we can pray for their safe return. Now, um, and Kids Zone Pickup is at 12, which is in five minutes. Um, and that's it. So receive the benediction. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace.